we want to feel engaged. We want to express ourselves and to help each other. By having mentors and teachers, we collaborate with those more experienced than ourselves so we can avoid their failures and reach new heights, remixing experiences and technologies of the past to create something new. Today, we're joined with my first mentor, Justin, who helped me understand that my career and my path was my own. He really helped me to understand that I could do whatever I wanted, and the lessons he taught helped me to really become the person I am today. Let's get started by talking about being genuine and staying curious. Justin, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, to give our listeners a little bit of an introduction into yourself, I would love if you could talk about how you came to be such an awesome programmer, because I know you initially didn't have that as your background, but you took your education into your own hands to really make it yours. So if you could elaborate a little bit for our listeners, that would be great. Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, just starting at a young age, I uh, was fortunate enough to have exposure to uh, some of what we consider leading technology, and AKA uh, a computer, really, um, a home computer at that time. So this was, uh, thinking in terms of ages between two and four, really, was the exposure point. And uh, really, it's just out of curiosity, long story short. <laughs> yeah, and now you're really making your home in the Columbus area, which the more we talk, it seems like you, you and I have agreed that there's a lot of potential in the Columbus area. And you, you're making an investment to to keep yourself there for a, at least a, the next couple of years, right? Yeah. So uh, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, it's definitely uh, an interesting place, that's for sure. So uh, in terms of technology, or at least in terms of what we're speaking on, what we enjoy to talk on anyway, Silicon Valley is like that, the hot spot, right? That's the place everybody knows. It's known in each household, essentially anybody in technology, they instantly, you know, that's like the tech hub of the world, supposedly. So what do you do when, you know, location as such becomes so uh, populated or the housing is ridiculous, really? Um, again, this is my own opinion, but what do you do when basically those resources are taken up and there's just not really much more traction. Let's say somebody coming up or a startup or what have you, and it's just not realistic. So what do you do when you, when that happens? Well, they migrate. And uh, Columbus, Ohio seems to have a lot of potential for those people who are looking to migrate. It's, uh, it's an opportunity basis, essentially. And uh, we're small enough that uh, no one could really claim it for their own or a company or a group of companies or a group of uh, people running those companies. And so it's uh, it's a it's really at a point where it's small enough to have that aspect of it, but it's also at the same time resourceful in a way that can be cultivated and brought into a whole new experience in terms of just geolo geological space. And uh, yeah, long story short, we're easily here in Columbus, Ohio, anyway, having the potential to really bring this up into a brand new tech hub that's known worldwide, essentially, in my opinion. I totally agree. The more I experienced the Seattle area, what you said about there was this gold rush movement where everybody came out to try to experience the, quote, tech hub of the world. And now there's just, it's not sustainable for any more people to come because all the resources have been grabbed up already. Whereas in Columbus, 
there's startups who have seen what's happened over in the Silicon Valley and the Seattle region, and they're learning from those lessons to try to build companies with cost of livings that make sense and work-life balance that makes sense. And it's given me a little bit better perspective on the, the Midwest region in general, because I've seen it in Chicago too. Chicago, like they've got the startup passion, but they make more pragmatic decisions and they're not working people to the bone. Like it, some, some companies I've seen here in Seattle that kind of work people harder. So to transition a little bit into back-end education, the more we talk, it seems like you're always educating yourself on new technologies. And that, I feel like, sets you apart from a lot of other people who take this, they take the first 18 to 22 years of their lives to educate themselves. And then they just say, okay, I'm going to work for the rest of my life, start a family and not really worry about educating myself. But I feel like it creates a different type of person when you, when you have this continuous improvement mindset. Would, would you agree that you have a, a mindset of continuously improving yourself? Yeah, so uh, to speak on that, uh, long story short, yes, I, I would agree to that. Uh, but it's much more than just the underlining definition as such as well. So it's not so much of forcing yourself to be something that, uh, you know, that would result into a lot of um, great outcomes of whatever that may be. It's really personal choice at that point, but it uh, really comes down to personal taste, I think. Um, where do you want to go in life? What do you want to do? What is, you know, what brings you sat, not just sat, uh, being satisfied, uh, but what, you know, what makes you feel whole? So let's uh, take typical scenario. Let's say somebody wants to be a school teacher and just using that as a random example in terms of career choice. So you take that school teacher and let's, let's go with the thought that this school teacher, that's absolutely what they super enjoy i mean this is something they it's a it's a lifestyle essentially and that there's a big difference there lifestyle versus nine to five example b is going to be that person who wants to be a school teacher in terms of a nine to five they want to go to work get that paycheck go home and, and that's what they want so person a naturally is curious and that, this is going to be a key factor so the person who's curious is going to want to expand their knowledge and always possible in their mind and uh, to really just not just do a great job but because they want to be the best version of themselves and they want to you know excel and be a leading pioneer in the career choice so that school teacher is going to go in and they're going to give their best effort every single moment every single time whether they make a right or wrong choice they're going to go in with absolute dedication and at the end of the day even in terms of where they uh, an outcome didn't result in the way that they, they hoped for they're going to learn from it because there's good and bad um, or what's even considered bad that's a whole different conversation because that's you know that's controversial on its own but let's take a non-preferred situation that went wrong or didn't go as preferred there's always a learning lesson there so if it doesn't if you don't win and versus win or lose however you want to look at it we'll just use hard definitions as such so in terms of not winning now you've learned how not to do it the next time. And so then it's an iterative process and it's just uh, naturally it's self-improvement as you go. And so you either figure out how to do it or you figure out how not to do it the next time. Now person B, the 95, they're going to do what gets the job done, skims uh, skim by, they'll maintain their job and that's fine. Some people don't look for that natural plateau. 
even as a school teacher in terms of plateau, first thing people might think is financial. Well, in what perspective are you talking in terms of plateau and that, to that person's eyes, since they're naturally curious is naturally invested as a lifestyle for them, they're going to be continuously growing. And that's something you just have to look at in terms of taking the complex, what seems to be complex scenario. And it's really simple minded, just taking the bias uh, mindset out, out of play, try to get yourself back into that five-year-old state of mind, raw state of mind, and then look at it for what it is. And then in terms of that, it's, it's really simple, but it's somewhat difficult sometimes to really get your mindset to that simplistic state of mind. Hmm. I like that you mentioned the, the state of mind as a lifestyle and versus the nine to five. And with making it a lifestyle comes the curiosity. And one of the questions as you were talking that was coming into my mind is programming, bringing it into the realm of artificial intelligence. Programming is it permeates all aspects of society. You could work in the energy district. You can work in the fashion industry. You can work in uh, oil. You can work in uh, data science and healthcare. The options are endless. So do you think with, with programmers that that passion and curiosity and lifestyle that it's important to have like a programming lifestyle and to really enjoy the process of programming or that programming is a tool and the lifestyle should be around the industry in which you're working. You know, like if you, if you, if you're passionate about healthcare, you should learn technology to help you make a difference in healthcare or should the mindset be around, I like programming. How can I apply that programming? So Again, I think it just comes down to personal taste. Um, I know I keep referencing that, but there's a point to it. It's, it's really that simple. Uh, in terms of programming, um, programmers program because they enjoy it, uh, usually anyway. The ones who uh, get into programming or engineering or what have you, that do it for the money, those people come and go uh, because they're doing it for the wrong reasons. It's not really a field of uh, choice that, can be long lasting if the person doesn't enjoy it. And uh, in my opinion, from what I've seen so far. So when it comes down to it, the ones who, from what I've seen, and again, in my own opinion, the ones I've seen who do really well with any type of software development and or technology as a whole, who are writing code or writing, developing software applications are not people who do it because they want to write code. Uh, it's like you said, it's a tool belt, essentially. So if we take this out of context of technology, let's think of a pianist or a musician, really. So if a person knows how to play a piano, they can make music. That's pretty simple terms. So if you learn a piano, does that, make, does that mean that's going to result in you being a musical genius, if you will, or create the next masterpiece. No, it doesn't. You may know, know the keys, you may know the notes, you may know how to play it, but that doesn't necessarily transition into it. So it's the piano is the tool set or the tool belt. It is the musician where lies the real content, the real outcome of what is going to be put out to the world. And so it really starts with yourself, understanding what you as a person wants to have in this world, what you believe in, what you want to contribute to, what you want to help do. It's, it's not just one person. It starts with yourself. You have to be aware, self-aware, be one with yourself and understand where you're, you know, what your 
what your purpose is or even what your gift is so you can give that back. So once you have that determined, now you can go pick out your tool belt. In our case, it's technology, uh, programming, what have you. For a musician, it could be a piano, it could be a guitar, etc. But these are just tools that are resorting for, from us as organic humans for so we can communicate with the road, essentially. It's just really communication at the, you know, at the end of the day. So that's where it comes from. Is it's and in you oneself. Give back, you give back very heavily, at least in the past, you've kind of transitioned to a very high managing role within the free code camp community, which is at least how I learned a lot of the technologies that I've been able to leverage with startups and building my own websites and like taking control over my career through free code camp. And you've been involved helping other students learn how to code. You've even provided back to the curriculum. And so you've gotten to meet a really wide range of both students and people all the way up to the top, like Quincy. We've talked a couple of times that you've gotten to meet him. So networking is, is I feel like a very important concept and something that a lot of people take for granted, especially as programmers. We think we can lock ourselves in a room, program, and expect the jobs that we want to just get connected. But do you, do you think that networking's important? And is there a way that people can just have a different mindset around what networking means? Yeah, sure. So when it comes to networking, uh, defin by definition, that's essentially just going out, meeting new people, making new connections, right? So that's what exactly that's exactly what people will go out and do they'll their main objective let's say it's a thursday night there's maybe two meetups going on this person wants to make to both of them right and their goal end goal is to network so they go there they're making connections they're getting to know people or at least meet people and learning their names so that's their objective well this can come at a default because networking is part of the general concept overall, uh, but uh, it can be misinterpreted in terms of how to approach it. So really when it comes to marketing, if that's your end goal, the best thing probably to do is really to take your mind and unplug from that or not marketing, but uh, to network is to just take your mind away from the networking aspect. Just be genuine, go in, just be yourself. That's what I mean by being genuine. Don't be something you're not. Don't try to hide yourself from you know, what you uh, know you are, essentially. And just be genuine. Just go in there, be you. Just meet people, get to know people. Just go there with no other objective that, other than, hey, I want to go here and have a good time. And I want to, you know, just meet these people. So it's not a matter of meeting them in terms of trying to result into something. Just meeting people because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel warm. It's nice to be able to communicate and, you know, be involved with the community. So if you just go there and be a person, essentially, just be yourself and no objective, really. That's probably the best way to really step into in terms of networking. Now, there are situations where there may be exceptions to that. If you're going to a conference or what have you, you may have some sort of agenda and that's okay. But again, it's just apply to, you know, make sure that you just approach people as yourself, as a person, let it be organic and just kind of go with it. You just have to learn to adapt, uh, have uh, empathy, be symp uh, sympathetic when needed. Just learn how to communicate naturally. That's uh, really what it comes down to. If you do that, then everything else will fall between the, between the lines. Humans are fundamentally social creatures. And by being authentic, you can put people at ease to have greater interactions with them rather than 
like you were saying, that agenda, which can kind of put up a little barrier between you sometimes. But again, depends on the situation. The last thing I wanted to bring up with you and ask about, what's something you're looking forward to? Like, What's a new technology that's been released that you're really excited about? Or is there anything that you've been doing research in that's, that's exciting and that you'd want to share? Yeah, sure. So in terms of where technology is from my experience and what I've seen so far, there's a lot of different moving parts. So in my case, I'm working a lot with e-commerce or retail, essentially. So that's where my natural um, technical interests have been in terms of uh, during the day when I go into work or what have you. So from there, there's all sorts of frameworks, libraries, et cetera. It's what they are doesn't really mean much in terms of this conversation anyway. The point of it is really is a lot of what we have available to us right now is the same thing except put together in different ways. So let's think of a puzzle. A puzzle is the same. A puzzle compared to another puzzle is the same thing. It's a puzzle. It may have different print on it, but it, it is essentially the same object at the end of the day. So you can come apply that to say like Java or JavaScript or .NET. They may seem to be entirely different, but at the end of the day, they're the same thing. It's just like a blank canvas and these are different forms of art. It's really, it's really an artistic perspective if you look at it, or at least I look at it from an artistic perspective that uh, you start with a blank canvas, technologies or different syntaxes or what have you are all the same. You have different forms of art. So you may like to draw with crayons or color pencil, you may like to paint. But then at the end of the day, the holistic concept is all the same. It's just form of art and it all stems from the personal, uh, personal taste. With that said, I love that. With that said, there are new technologies that are worth mentioning. So again, uh, AI is going to be a huge concept that is revolutionizing the world we live in as we speak. So I think it's uh, ludicrous to really be able to speak on terms of where that may go because it's really hard to say. This is a brand new front that is coming into play and really nobody knows where this is gonna go. Uh, there's been concepts of being ca taking a calculated move so we don't uh, lead down a path of say like Terminator or what have you. Uh, even though that's somewhat of a joke at the same time, it's not, there are concepts where you just have to be mindful of that because it can it can go good or bad i mean everybody's got the two wolves within them it's like native american type concept you have a good you have the good wolf and you have the evil wolf you choose which one to feed because everyone's got it um so it's just a matter of being diplomatic and uh take you know taking the new technologies as they come and just when it comes to every situation you have two choices right or wrong just choose right and that if you apply that to ai we have unspeakable amounts of opportunity of where this world can change during the remainder of our lifetimes, I think, in terms of a organic human body. The three big things I took out of that were remixing, like a really big trend in technology is taking things that already exist, combining them in new ways to create something that we've never even thought about. And then the next one is the opportunity that exists in artificial intelligence, because it's a brand new field and lots for us to do. And the third one, that potential, that there are two polarities. It could go positive or negative, and nobody really knows where it's at. So it's up to us to decide. So thank you, Justin, for bringing all of that experience on. 
the metaphors that you're able to bring in your storytelling, I feel like it makes it much more relatable to be able to, to hear your story and to, to have a real understanding of what technology is capable of. So thank you for coming on the show and bringing that expertise. I hope that we can collaborate more in the future. Yeah, sounds great, Patrick. I definitely appreciate you having the opportunity to come on here and, uh, you know, talk with you. It's always enjoyable. And uh, just to recap from my end, again, just be genuine, be you. Understand what it is that you want. Start, you know, start everything with yourself. Determine what is your, what is your outcome? Why does something make you feel whole? Why does programming make you feel good? Why do you do it? It's typically not the programming aspect. It's something of an end result. Figure that out. Figure out what you like. Figure out what your taste is and just go out there and have at it. It's, it's just really simple. Just be a good person. Right or wrong, choose right. That's all it takes. Thank